Behind every company, there's a time-tested engine keeping it moving. After earning his master's in accounting degree online from Grand Canyon University, Isaac's helping drive his client's business forward by identifying efficiencies and building business models. He's become a core team member, keeping clients on budget and ensuring their success. What do you think accounting careers look like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a grandfather's collection of old junk may hold more than just memories. Does a priest's blessing of a house remove the spirits who inhabit it? And a child's fear of the monster in their room may just prove to be very much based in reality. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Real Ghost Stories Online. Write in on the website realghoststoriesonline.com and if you really like the show, you want to support it, keep us on the air. Well, become an EPP, an extra podcast person, through our website at ghostpodcast.com or through patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Two ways you can sign up to become an EPP, five bucks a month. Get access to all the bonus episodes of the program. You get a a free e-copy of our book uh, and a whole lot of other good stuff. Uh, Check it out, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com. Slash real ghost stories. Tony and uh, Jenny Bursky joining you once again. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well. Good. Allergy season is in full bloom. It is. Yes. I'm starting to feel it. Starting to blow my nose at random times and then look into the Kleenex to see if there's any interesting designs or signs. I saw. Uh, I, I I shouldn't. I was going to make a horrible joke there. I shouldn't do that. No. Someone will be offended. Yeah. There's a reference to things people find on toast. Mm-hmm. And if you make it about nasal drippage it could be offensive offensive <laughs> i won't do that anything involving nasal drippage i guess could possibly be offensive in some way mm-hmm. form. uh but uh there you go have you seen the uh the video of course you haven't uh of the uh baby monitor no ghost? have you heard about the baby monitor ghost? no really Mm-mm. you want to see it i don't want to see it i can pull it up right here and show it to you i'm not gonna watch it positive yeah. Okay. Uh, Michigan couple says that they uh, saw a ghost on the nanny cam uh, that scratched their daughter, and it's a pretty good video. Uh, it 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 really is. Uh, it uh, the, the kids in uh, you know the what's a playpen thing on the ground, the child cage. A playpen. Yeah. Well, we just use barbed wire. That really no. they learned fast. You mean <laughs> like a little like porta crib thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sort of a thing. Um, and, and the kid's playing and the kid's like looking around the room at something and the nanny cam is just, it's, it's dark and you can't see what the kid's looking at. And all of a sudden it looks like a figure kind of comes around the couch, walks over to the baby and then the kind of stops and moves and goes. And the kid had some scratches on him, mm-hmm. uh, afterward. It doesn't look in the video like it's like reaching down the claws or anything like that, but, uh, it's a bizarre, it's like, that's not light. That's not an orb. That's not, mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, it's a messed up one. Um, it's uh, WXYZ in Detroit uh, did the story uh, on it, and I actually reached out to the uh, 
the reporter who did the story because I'm curious. I'd like to talk to the family. Yeah. I want to hear. <laughs> they seem pretty legit. I mean, I, when I, I saw the video, I was like, I don't really get, you know, attention hound out of this. Um, so I, uh, I'm interested, but I, uh, we'll see if I hear anything back because I'd, I'd like to uh, have them on maybe for a minute or two. And now did the baby start crying when it was scratched? I don't know. I don't know if there was the, the video clip that they showed. It didn't show the sound or play mm-hmm. the sound. If there was sound normally with a nanny cam, you would have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. So I, I was unable to tell. That's a good question though. Yeah. Cause I was just curious if it really did get scratched by this thing. I believe the thing was there, mm-hmm. but I know there's nothing sharper in the world than baby fingernails. Sure. And uh, like, Olivia still has a scar on her cheek from where she scratched herself day one. I thought, oh, my baby's face is ruined. Sure. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, know. yeah, they, their, their nails are very, I mean, so even more convincing than the scratch is the video, mm-hmm. quite honestly, just looking at it. Because, I mean, kids can get scratched in a lot of ways. I don't know. what we'll They didn't really extrapolate on the facts of the scratch, like what they look like or anything. It was just like, and it was scratched. Well, kids do scratch. But. But uh, it could be a place where the baby couldn't reach that's itself. That's true. That's true. But uh, see, this is why I want to have him on. Yeah. Because I want to ask all of these questions. Um, so uh, interesting video. Uh, somebody, I think, yeah, somebody posted it on uh, our Facebook group page. Um, so if you want to see it, it is up there. If you want to join our Real Ghost Stories online group, that's exactly what it's called. Real Ghost Stories online group. Just uh, search it on Facebook. Uh, send me a request and uh, I'll uh, I'll be the, uh, the key master and uh, let you in. There you go. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first letter of the day. It says, my grandfather, he's still alive, loves to collect old junk, but sometimes he finds cool things. I heard somewhere that spirits could attach themselves to objects, so maybe this is just the case. He bought a weird porcelain chicken. When you open the neck, you put stuff inside. He gave it to me because I have chickens and love them. At first, I didn't mind it. I thought it was cool. Things you, thing got uh, very strange shortly after that. I had it in my room, and during that time, it was difficult to sleep. I started to fall behind in school and had very little energy. I became depressed. I slept all the time. I remember waking up all the time in very cold sweats. When I looked around, I saw a shadow figure in the corner opposite my bed. I brushed it off because the light comes from the two windows at the open door in my room. I still couldn't sleep. So when I opened my eyes again, the figure was closer. I was so terrified that I jumped from the end of my bed to the door. I hit my toe in the process, and later it turns out I broke it. My parents woke up and ran to see what was wrong. I couldn't speak because I was crying so much. When my dad turned on the lights, there wasn't anything there. I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. That morning, I explained what happened to my family. My dad, who says he's sensitive, told me that he didn't sleep well that night either. He said that he had a dream that something was trying to chew on his legs. He also woke up earlier because he heard some hissing noise. When I finally decided to try to treat my depression, it involved cleaning my room. I couldn't find anywhere to put the chicken in my room, so I put it in the kitchen. where We had more chicken stuff. My family is infatuated with chickens. The sleep got a little bit better, but I still would wake up and couldn't sleep for hours. I'd hear noises on our stairs in the first floor of our house. Then one night, my sister said, when she got up for a drink of water and when she turned on the lights to the kitchen, she saw something hunched over by the fridge. 
At last, while doing some spring cleaning, we got rid of it. It was so strange as that type of activity started and stopped with the object in our house. Thanks for listening. Sorry for any errors. I might share this story as my family is a very spiritual. Uh, love the show. I want to become an EPP. Uh, hopefully that will happen sometime soon. I think it was good. They were able to narrow down that it was when the chicken came into the house and then got rid of it and, and that whatever was with the chicken left. I think when you collect uh, porcelain chickens, your odds go up tremendously to have paranormal activity. I don't think so. I do, simply because I think a lot of old people collected porcelain chickens. So <laughs> your your odds of getting a brand new one from uh, the Shopco are not very good. I think you're pretty much uh, finding it at a, a thrift store or an antique shop or someplace kind of odd that... Uh, you know, probably it had a life prior to you adopting mm-hmm. it. And it could have been in, a, in the home of an old person that has passed away, you know, or died violently at the hands of their cat. There's. And, and I'm a big not collector. I don't collect anything anymore. I used to collect stuff when I was a kid. But that for that very reason, even if I did collect something, I wouldn't tell anybody I collected it. So I don't get gifted uh, these things that might have stuff attached. That makes sense. <laughs> My grandma collected uh, uh, roosters. Uh-huh. So pretty close. And I, I do remember several porcelain roosters just like this where the heads do come off. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was like either it could have been a vase. I think it was more so like a, a, a cookie jar type. That'd be a weird vase if you took the chicken's head off and you just had flowers, <laughs> flowers. coming out. That'd be great. I think it was a cookie jar. That'd be an awesome vase. Vase or vase? I say vase. I say vase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It uh, that would be. It's a cool idea, though. Mm-hmm. That would be very bizarre. These flowers coming. That's uh, a good one. Um, but uh, so, so uh, there is some meaning to that that statement of I think your odds go up if you have a porcelain a porcelain chicken. Okay. And not because of the chicken itself, just because of the likelihood that it had mm-hmm. a former owner who was probably very passionate about it if they bought the porcelain chicken to begin with. You kind of have to have a thing for porcelain chickens if you're buying the porcelain chicken. So, moral of the story is don't buy porcelain chickens. And seek help if this is your <laughs> if this is your hobby of choice. Collecting porcelain. I'm kidding. People have their, their things. I know they do. <sighs> there you go. Mm-hmm. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, next story. This paranormal activity occurred back in 2011. I was living with an older lady in her house. I was four months pregnant with my twins and was in the process of moving out. The two weeks left in that home, I had the oddest thing happen to me at nights. So it started off when I was getting ready to fall asleep on the floor because my bed was already moved into my boyfriend's parents' room. I was about to drift off to sleep until I was woken up to a very familiar noise. The sound of heavy boots walking up the stairs. My eyes were wide open and I kept very still. I was so shocked to realize that I recognized the sound. The sound of the steps kept on the closer it got to my door. I could hear my heart beating faster. I pulled my covers up over my head and kept saying, Please, God, not today. Not now. Go away. I was too scared to pull the covers off, so I stayed put and just kept thinking, If this piece of shit pulls my covers off, I'm going to die of fear. The noise stopped. And that was the night. That was that. The next night, I got ready to go to sleep, but this time, I had scattered all of my college, uh, all my old college papers all around me. 
and again I heard a noise on the rooftop near my window. The sound of small rocks being tossed and the rock rolling off. I was like, that's weird. There are no trees near my window. Once the noise stopped, I rolled over, pulled my covers over me, and started to feel my belly, wondering what I was carrying, genders. Then I heard footsteps coming up the stairs, but this time it sounded like two kids rushing up the stairs. I reeked out and pulled the covers over me, thinking it will go away, but this time it didn't. The sound of the kids came through the door, and slowly, one by one, the kids' footsteps were walking closer and closer towards me. I nearly peed myself when I heard the sound of the papers being stepped on that I had placed around me to be sure the sound wasn't in my head. My heart beat very fast, and it felt as if it was hurting. I held the cover so tight as these footsteps kept walking around me. I was so scared. I woke up the next morning in the same position. I pulled the covers off and sat up staring at all the papers around me that I had, that had uh, chosen to crumble and put onto the ground. I quickly got up, ran straight out of my bedroom, slept with the light on or the flashlight the rest of the days that I had to stay there. So do you think the kids were something that, do you think they were there at the house before she was or do you think they came to the house because she was there? I don't know. It's hard to know. Because I know, you know, things start going on more so when you're pregnant, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's hard to know if it's an older home, if these kids were already there or if they were somehow seeking her out. It, it, it's an, it's weird how it was kind of injected into the story that, you know, she was pregnant mm-hmm. in the middle of this. She was thinking of that. I, I wonder what more, if there is more of a correlation there Yeah. to it. I, 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 I wonder. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I kept thinking, is it like future ghosts, like kids coming to see her? Ah, you know, and she sees them and sees their identity. And then later it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And not that they die or anything like no. that. But just, you know, we've had people say they've seen people from the future. Mm-hmm. I heard a story like that. There was this really weird one where it was. Um, was it, uh, it was at some high school dance and and there was this guy who showed okay. up. Okay. <laughs> Back play. to the Future. That's great. No, he, this guy should have played this guitar. You're you're talking about Back to the Future. <laughs> I'm calling you out on your shit faster and faster. Dude, didn't even get a chance to get to the damn song. Sorry, Marty ruined McF- your show. Fly, I think. Mm-hmm. It was very Sorry. bizarre. Yeah, there's this Biff character uh-huh. that. Uh, yeah, I, I've had another joke I'd like to go with there, but I'll offend half the audience. So. I'll stay away from it. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. It's one of those things where once you have your own show and you're kind of in control of your pirate ship, you still can't quite say everything you want to say. Not if you want to keep a show. Exactly. It's just kind of you got to like, okay. It gives me a little more respect for the uh, some of the program directors ahead over the years. Which was like, you can't say that. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, but it'd be really funny. It'd be great. They're like, yeah. And we also all want to stay employed. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, next uh, letter says, hello, my name is Casey. I live in California. I've been listening to your show for a few years now, and this is my first time sending in one of the stories to your show. In 2008, after moving into our home, our then three-year-old son began telling us 
that at night he would see a dark figure with no face in the corner of his room. He said it would stand in the same corner staring at him while he slept. At the time, we thought it was just a kid having normal monster feelings. Things under the bed in the closet or possibly nightmares. This went on for months. One evening, my husband was at work and I was at home alone with him and my then one-year-old son. It was a few hours after they had gone to bed. We're sound asleep. I had a candle burning in our playroom on top of the five-foot dresser as I normally did, trying to keep the house smelling good. I'd been in the living room watching TV when I got up to use the restroom. I passed by the playroom on the way to the restroom and saw the candle was now sitting perfectly in the middle of the floor, still lit. Thinking my older son could have possibly got out of bed and moved it, though I knew, first of all, that he wouldn't do that, and second, that he couldn't have even reached it, I immediately went to see if he was awake. He was still sound asleep in the same position in his bed. I immediately began to panic. My husband is a police officer and had just told me a few days before that a man had been breaking into homes and moving things around to scare people and to keep the windows shut and everything locked while he was gone working. Thinking this was a possibility, I went back into the living room to get my cell phone and call him. While passing the playroom on my way back to the living room, I saw the candle was then no longer on the floor. It was no longer in the playroom at all. Now in a full-blown panic, I grabbed my phone and called him. I began pacing around the house while on the phone with him, checking all the windows and doors which were closed and locked. I walked back into the back part of the house where all the bedrooms are to check on the boys again who were still sound asleep. As I turned around to go into our bedroom, I saw the candle still lit sitting on our dresser. I grabbed the gun and stood in the hallway between all the bedrooms thinking someone had for sure gotten into our home. He began racing to our house, staying on the phone with me the entire time. As I stood there, I began hearing the extremely loud pounding on our living room, sliding glass door. I'm talking closed fist pounding. I stood there shaking and crying, thinking for sure someone was going to come down the hallway at any second. I waited for what seemed like forever for him to get home. He came in, checked the entire house, windows, doors, closets, under beds, everything was shut and locked and no one was anywhere to be found. After this incident, I contacted a priest to come and bless the house. Now we continue to have little things happen here and there. We have never had any more objects move or loud noises occur. My son continued to see the shadow in the corner of his room and dreamed about it multiple times as a young child. He's now 13 and says he doesn't see it anymore. I'd love to hear what you think about this. I have multiple paranormal experiences since I was a child and will email some more of my stories at a later time. I'm too chicken to call in. Thank you for having this space for people to tell their stories. I've told this story to people before, and I'm fairly certain most of them think I'm crazy. So it's awesome to be able to tell this story to people I know will understand. Have a great day. I, I can imagine how scary that was, thinking that somebody was actually in there. But I'm thinking it was this, this dark figure that the sun kept seeing. Mm -hmm. What's your better option there? A person or a, a ghostly thing? I think in that case, a ghostly thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's how a lot of stories end up being, where it's like, at the moment, you're like, oh, my God, it's, uh, you know, a, an intruder. And then it turns out, oh, it's a ghost. And then you're kind of like, well, what's the, mm -hmm. <laughs> what's, what's the worst of these two? Would you rather? Yeah. Essentially. Did Harper say she wanted to play that the other day or? Would, what did she say? She's like, let's play. We played Would You Rather with her, but it was very weird stuff that she would say. Yeah, what was she saying? It was like. Should they eat the cat or the dog or something? Something like that. 
Yeah. If you had to eat one of your pets, which one would you eat? <laughs> what if she plays these games with her friends? I hope not. <laughs> uh, I think we got a call coming uh, soon. Yeah, she's going to be sent to the counselor's office. <laughs> She'll just be laughing hysterically. And they'll be like, we're really concerned about, like, what do you mean? This shit we talk about in our house all the time. This is not anything. This is what? Yeah. There you go. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, My friend in uh, law enforcement told me this crazy story about a ghost he and other investigators saw on camera. They were reviewing hours of footage that they obtained from a photographer who had hidden a camera in his in, uh, his model's changing area. The photographer was ranked as one of the best in our city and had shot multiple famous models. One of the models discovered a little gore hidden in a glass vase after she and another model joked about there being a hidden camera in the room and decided to search. They smuggled the camera out of the studio and turned it over to their parents who called the police. The footage they found on the camera and the hard drives revealed years of illegal activity, including sexual misconduct and the photographer giving drugs and alcohol to minors. After days of sifting through the footage, the investigator reviewing it saw something very strange. A dark figure in the shape of a girl walked from one side of the changing area and into the shadow of a clothing rack. The figure appeared to be in distress as she kept her head tilted down. He and other investigators looked at the footage and neither could come up with an explanation. He mentioned it wasn't a shadow due to there being no one in the room at the time and no windows. Upon hearing the story, I did a little research and found that a few of the models he had shot photos of had later committed suicide or died of drug overdoses later in life. With me being a part of the industry, there's a great deal of abuse that most people aren't aware of. I've heard multiple horror stories from clients that share similar stories about the encounters they've had with this particular photographer and others in the city. Unfortunately, he wasn't held too long in jail in his back taking photos under a different name. Could this figure be one of the suicide victims reliving a dramatic experience? they had in this studio i think probably so i was gonna say if there hasn't been something looked into as far as questionable death i would Mm -hmm. i would start there yeah i would certainly think that there's a good odd Mm -hmm. i mean why else would that be there and especially if it's looking like it's in distress now is it something that's conscious or conscious that's going on I don't know, the way that it kind of went into a crack of clothing and such almost makes it seem like maybe a residual something mm-hmm. playing out on camera. But that would be disturbing. And what do you do? How do you, you know... There's nothing you can do. Oh. Thanks for sharing that one. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Next letter says a few days ago, uh, I had a rather uh, weird encounter with something that i can't quite make sense of thus i'm hoping your might be able you might be able to uh, come up with a uh, answer for some of the uh, things that had happened maybe advice first i'd like to give you a background regarding me as a person as of my life at least as far back as i can remember i have been sensitive to goings on or other worldly things or i'm just completely batty either or i've always heard and felt and even in some largely unpleasant cases, smelled and tasted entities that others do not, perhaps ghosts, demons, angels, whatever you might call them. I can't see them well in most cases. Usually the most I can perceive visually is a dense shadow, mist, or silhouette. Various premonitions thereof, but there's always a feeling to them. 
in an effable sense of empathy towards a creature that is more or less than physical. I always get this feeling when there are living things nearby, such as people or mammals, but rarely insects or plants and the like. And so it seems to me like I perceive the mind and emotions of something, but without a body attached, which would fit the profile for a ghost or something, right? But I'm not quick to leap to the conclusion that I'm a psychic or anything like that, maybe very empathic or sensitive, but it's not like I could read your mind or future or tell you, in most cases, extremely obscure facts about yourself. I can tell how you're feeling, that you're near me, your gender, etc., etc., all intuitively. You can judge whatever that may make me. Sorry for the length there, but you have my gratitude for going through this story. A few weeks back here at my grandparents' house in Indianapolis, it's a relatively large old house, my grandma and I had been hearing odd noises coming from above us at night. Now, this is naturally somewhat unnerving, considering the upper rooms of the house have been completely uninhabited and indeed largely untouched for 15 to 17 years at least. We're usually able to pass off the creaking and thumpings as though something large is walking about, shuffling in very weird instances of a series of rolling thumps, almost like hoof beats, like squirrels or raccoons or something had gotten in through the damaged roof to get sleep. To be sure, though, because those noises sounded very, very heavy oftentimes, my grandpa and I went up at least on Wednesdays during the daytime and had a thorough look around. We found no evidence of anyone having been up there other than some broken cobwebs that could have been broken long ago. The carpeted floor wouldn't show footprints or tracks. Unfortunately, there weren't any other signs of recent activity otherwise. Well, I stayed up late the next night talking to my girlfriend, which is very much a common occurrence, when the noises began with a gusto. After a while, I was annoyed and curious enough, I decided I'd grab a mag light and head up there. At the top of the stairs, there's three doors. One for each of the large rooms up there, left, right, and center. First, I checked the right door as it often comes open on its own due to being warped with age, so I figured it'd be most likely for animals to invade. I tromped in and searched all about literally everywhere in the room, leaving no, no drawer unopened and found nothing. So I closed the door tightly behind me, went across to the left and repeated the process with the same results. Remember, once I came out, the center door was ajar, put it up, to warping of wood, shrugged it off in the name of being a macho man or something, I guess. So I went and looked all around, much to my lack of surprise at this point, I found nothing at all. So I turned from the dresser on the wall opposite the door when suddenly I felt a short fear of, fl a fear of fright from something, somewhere. It was fear coming from something in the room, and it was so foreign and strange that it made me instantly terrified as well. I thought of those monster movies where the slimy face sucking beast is always on the ceiling and somehow managed not to wet myself. I swung my light around and scanned the ceiling and walls and shuddered when the beam passed over something that immediately moved. I swung the light around and, and around and I couldn't find anything. The fear was the same persisting, but I was personally bordering on panic. Then a horrific thump near the door. I reflexively pointed the light in that direction, and to my indescribable, paralyzing horror, I saw something staring back, crouched near the floor. I'm working on accurately drawing the thing because I can't quite seem to describe it. It's several limbs and rows along what must have been a torso, all of them sort of like a humanoid, arms, 
mottled and pinkish in the flashlight beam. Its body was black and indistinct, like furry or shadowy despite the light. And from the very front of this mass, on a weird, bent neck, something between a skinny man's and that of a vulture, sat a vaguely humanoid, large, pale head. The mouth was like a long, freakish fissure from nearly the base of the skull, I assume to almost the chin of the skull, and on either side of it there were rows of humanoid eyes, all wide and seemingly dilated to see in the dark. If it were as dense as an average dog or person, it would have weighed easily 120 pounds, judging by its size. And judging by the time that elapsed between when I went up and when I came down, ten minutes at least must have passed. This impossible thing and I stared at one another, full of fear. Slowly, I got a handle on myself. It hadn't moved yet. I couldn't pick up outright hostility, so I decided that something had to give. and stepped forward just a little, just as cautiously as I could. When I did, it backed up. So a little further I went, and I began backing towards the large walk-in closet of the room, which is on the right side of the doorway. As it backed up, it reached up and turned the knob on the closet door, opened it, and, sk- and moved back inside. Its movements, then, I believe, made that exact rolling noise we heard before. It closed the door quickly behind itself, and knowing of no other alternative, I bolted downstairs and sat up until morning at the computer with a handgun and the lights on in the room. We still hear the noises sometimes, but they're quieter now. Any ideas on what this thing might be? Anything like this encountered in any sort of mythology or folklore that might indicate it's a specific kind of paranormal entity? Or is this truly, truly a freak occurrence? What should we think about this? If anything. I don't think I've heard of a creature that has that specific description with the rows of eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. You? No, I, nothing that specific. I, I just kind of go back to, I think sometimes when there's something really dark, it will take on the the form of whatever it knows will scare you most. And I wonder if there's something, you know, in this individual's background, you know, childhood, you know, image of a monster, this or that. Mm-hmm that that is happens to be what this thing knew would, you know, if it projected that way, would have the biggest impact. Yeah. Uh, but that is truly the monster in the room. Yeah, it is. <laughs> when you have exactly what was described there. Uh, that was a freaky story. Thanks for sharing that, uh, that experience with us. One more quick one before we wrap things up for today. It says, I've been reading about paranormal stuff, trying to understand beyond this world. And make sure I am as sane as much as anyone else. This is my first ever time I wrote into your show. Well, the story is like every other teenage ghost hunt thing. It happened about five years ago. I was 17. My friends and I were discussing ghost spirits and stuff. Being 21st century kids, none of us believed in that stuff. Exchanging stories told by our families, we decided to test our beliefs. We planned on playing the Ouija board, but none of us owned one. So we made one ourselves with some help online and used a coin as the pointer thing. I know many believe Ouija boards to be evil, but my experiences have led me to believe that it is a bit dangerous, but not evil. You should be able to handle the energy emitting through it and not have bad intentions at it. Respect the spirits in their space. Well, further on with the story, we started to do the Ouija, but no result for a few minutes. At last, my friends getting bored decided to leave and go for some coffee. But then it moved. The spirit called itself... And I won't repeat the what it's calling itself, because I don't know what it means. Uh, he told us all about his past life, death, and love. He also told us things about what, what happens after death, 
and about the energy that connects him to us. Life became interesting with this invisible friend of ours, but we started getting addicted to him, so, so much so that we started contacting him on all sorts of hours to no end. Conversations would carry on for seven to eight months. This thing seemed to care for us more than anything, and I think he loved us. I started liking him too because something, because he became something like a soulmate to us. When we were in the 12th grade and the results, uh, and we were getting ready for our future, this thing used to worry about our studies as we had nearly stopped doing very much activity with it, with our exams going on. When we did contact him, he got very angry with us. One day refused to come and talk to us, saying that we were destroying our career if we would not talk to him. He also made his promise to continue the conversations as we got older. This was enough for me. I've not talked with him since, but I still have a longing to. But with time and life, I have very little opportunity to do so. What do you guys think? Should I pick up the conversation again with this thing's name? Or should I leave it in the past? I would leave it in the past. I think it's somehow trying to control you. It seems a little manipulative. Mm -hmm. The way that it, it swings from being, uh, you know, your best friend to, to feeling like your soulmates, as was described, uh, to then being very angry with you for not communicating and then almost threatening, you know, ominous futures. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a good way of uh, <laughs> leaving it. Yeah. Leaving it. Thanks for uh, for sharing the story with us. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. And that's going to wrap up the program for today. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. And EPP, go to ghostpodcast.com to do just that. Get all the bonus episodes of the show, brand new ones every single week. Access to advanced episodes of the program as we make them weeks in advance. A free e-copy of the book and more ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories until next time for jenny i'm tony thanks for listening to another episode of real ghost stories online <laughs>